9.40 to 9.55 every day with a different presenter. So you'll uh, get lots of great information when it comes to nutrition, um, when it comes to mindset, and when it comes to strategies that we use and we coach our people to use when they're on TR90. So today being Monday, I thought we'd go back to where we, uh, where we started on a Monday, which is mindset. We've been talking a little bit about intermittent fasting, about macros, and then last week we did um, some gold stuff. Um, but I thought, well, let's take it right the way back to mindset and some of the uh, things that we have to overcome. Um, and we're all on our own personal journey when it comes to health, fitness, creating a healthier lifestyle, it's never going to be a straight line. Health is dynamic. So before I get going, for the new people that we have on the, uh, either on Facebook or on the call, uh, my name is Nikki Coyne and uh, my background is in nursing uh, and then the fitness industry for the last 28 years. Um, and through the last four years, my involvement with New Skin. And that came from um, a love of the uh, science, the products, and the people. So it's a big, big mishmash for me, all of those things. People being one of the, uh, one of the top ones. Uh, so what I love most about this is, is being able to help people on their health and fitness journey. So where I started in nursing, and I specialized in palliative care, and end-of-life care, and we call Marie Curie nursing, um, I wanted to help people. I wanted to comfort people. But what I noticed, and I think it was a subliminal thing, is at the end of life, there's two things that come up over and over again for people. One is, I wish I'd told the people around me that I'd love them more. And the second one is, I wish I'd looked after myself better. So I think that over time had sort of like, um, had been like a tea bag. It sort of steeped into me. Um, so when I found fitness, I found a way that I could affect people and I could still do give the same amount of care but just in a different way so i um i moved from health care into what i call disease prevention and then a knock-on from that obviously was when i found new skin and i looked at the science and i was like oh my goodness this is the missing piece to what i have been doing so we've all been on that journey and as i say we, we wish that health was this straight line that you know a healthy lifestyle that you went through your teens and your 20s and then you said, right, I really need to get myself together and I need to sort my lifestyle out. You made some changes and then that was it for the rest of your life. But that's not what happens. Lots of things can happen to take us off our path. Um, emotionally, because eating is one of those things that is a very emotional thing to do. It's a very emotional action. And I worked, um, I've worked with a, a guy, I've been very fortunate, who, did, who told a fantastic story. He had throat cancer, and he was, well, he still is, uh, one of the fittest men I've, I know. Um, and he developed this throat cancer. How he diagnosed it is unbelievable, because nobody would believe him. And he just knew that something wasn't right. Um, anyway, so he eventually was diagnosed that, yes, he had this throat cancer. And as a result, he had to have radiotherapy on, your, on his throat, which is just horrendous. Um, and then he had to reteach himself to eat. And he said he left the oncologist's office with a copy of Canada's Food Guide and said, okay, go and figure it out. And he was like, are you joking? Because at that time, Canada's Food Guide hadn't been updated to a better version that we have now. Um, so he went away and had to start studying on, on what he could eat, how his body would absorb it, what he needed to eat with what for better absorption. 
But more importantly, like you said, because that much focus was going on to each meal and the planning of each meal, that he found that emotionally he was getting very involved with his food choices. So he tells this really cool story about walking in. Well, first of all, you plan what you're going to have for the day. So we know that planning has to be a huge part of this because if you get caught somewhere and you're hungry, you're probably not going to make the best choice. Yep. So we know that planning is key, which is why on TR90, we have that three, two, one approach, those three snacks. So you've always got a snack with you, the two shakes, and then the big meal or the family meal where you sit down and you have that interaction with your family. Um, so it's the planning is key. So he said, first of all, you're planning what you're going to eat. The next thing is you're going grocery shopping. So it's the minute you go grocery shopping and you're in the fruit and veg section, because you're looking at a whole display of avocados and you're thinking, mm, which one should I go for? So you're looking and you're attracted to one. So already there's an emotion there because you're thinking, oh, actually, I think I'm going to go for that one. Doctor's saying, tell... Tell us his food story. Oh, I will do. I will, I will enlarge on that. Um, so, yeah, so you're making this choice then on um, which avocado or which apple or which whatever it might be. So you've already got an emotional attachment. So you then pick it up. I would have said, you know, you give it a squeeze and stuff and then put it back. You can't do that anymore. So you look for it, you pick it up, you put it in your basket. And then you do something very similar. So you do something very similar going all the way through the, uh, the supermarket. So then when you get home, you're then going into, you know, the preparation phase. So how are you going to prepare that food? So he said the same thing. I'm you are muted. holding it. I'm washing it. I'm slicing it with care. I'm cooking it with care. And then finally, obviously, you consume it. So that is a huge emotion that's attached to food, as opposed to what we call mindless eating or distracted eating, which is where you just think, oh, I'm hungry. I'm going to go through the drive-thru and grab a bagel. You're driving, listening to music, eating a bagel, drinking coffee. That's distracted eating because you have, you've got no, I was going to say emotional attachment to the food, but you haven't spent the time on it. So that's what we call distracted eating. And there's so many studies that show um, that people who um, spend a lot of time in that distracted state actually eat more because you're not being conscious, you're not present in what you're eating. So you'll actually find that you eat more of that because maybe you'll eat it all down and you think, oh, I'm still hungry, and then you'll go and have something else. Whereas if you sit down and you're present and um, you enjoy your food, then you um, tend to eat less. And there's also lots of studies on TV watching and eating. So you shouldn't sit down with your, with your dinner on your lap and watch telly because, again, it's that unconscious thing. And I think the, the study was done with bags of chips. That's how they did it because people were just reaching in and eating them without being conscious, just thinking without even thinking about it. So we know we've got this emotional attachment with food. And what that can do is then cause us, if we don't take control of it, to make some bad choices. So when I'm talking about this, um, this line, what I'm talking about is being able to make better choices more often. And that starts as, as mindset. So the planning is huge, which is why the TR90 uh, program guide 
comes with those meals that you can select and you can choose which day you're going to have them, which shakes you're going to make. So you go grocery shopping on a Sunday or a Monday. You make sure you've got everything so that you can follow that plan. So that's really good. But then life gets in the way, doesn't it? So maybe you, know, you have to go and look after your grandchildren. Some daughters and I know that. So maybe you get called to go and look after your grandchildren or they come here or something happens and now you don't have your snacks and you haven't got the meal all that sort of thing. So how are you going to make that better choice? And sometimes you can't, yeah? And that's okay too. But because you've got the mindset, of your working on your mindset, you can bring yourself back the following day and get jump back on. What tends to happen when we, do, when we dive down and we come out of that healthy lifestyle um, is that a lot of guilt is involved around that. So something happens, you make not the best choice, and then you wake up in the morning, you think, well, I've blown that. I'm such a, I'm such a, a failure. I might as well just go back. I, you know, there's no point carrying on now. And then you start that spiral. And that spiral brings you down. And that's where you can drop out of those good behaviors. Um, and then it takes a while for you to come back out. And it's something that we call contemplation. And it's really important because once you've learned those behaviors, once you've done them once, the best predictor of success is to have done something once. Because if you've done it once and you've um, been on your TR90 and you've created this healthier lifestyle, you feel better. You've probably got more energy. Um, you're probably very pleased with the way that your body composition has changed. So all of that has positively impacted your memory. So when you have these discussions with the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other, and the devil's saying, well, let's just give it up and go back to all those other lifestyle habits because it was far more fun. And you obviously can't do this. You're useless. You're meant to be, you know, overweight and have no energy. And then you've got your little angel here going, no, we've done it. Remember? Remember what it felt like when you had energy and you could put your jeans on and you felt really good and you were such a positive role model to the family. And so you're constantly with this devil and this angel. But the angel will always win if you've done it once because you've got an attachment, you've done it, so you know what it feels like. So that's when you're going into that, I called it a spiral, but it's when you're coming down um, and you're falling off the wagon, shall we say, is to give yourself some time to plug back into that positive side, to then bring yourself back out and then carry on. But always being aware, as I said, that we say health and fitness and wellness, it's a dynamic process. It's not a straight line. Um, lots of other things can happen. Emo um, social things, emotional things, um, all of these things that life throws at us can take us off course. But the one thing that we can control is our food. We do have control over that to a certain degree, even if you're not making the best food choices all the time. So the other thing that I wanted to cover this morning, let me just check quickly. Time. I've got four minutes. Um, is when somebody else in your family or the other members of your family aren't supportive. Um, and usually that will happen because what you are doing is holding up a mirror and you're reflecting back at them what they already know about themselves. And that's scary for, for a lot of people. So if you're, if you're saying to your husband, to your children, to your mum and dad, a lot of time mum and dad, if you're living at home, and you're saying, I'm going to try this new healthy eating plan. And then why are you doing that? You know, you never stick to those things. So they'll start already 
feeding into negativity. And the reason, a lot of time, I'm not saying every time, a lot of time is because they're very happy with where they are. And they haven't got to the stage of change that you have. So they haven't selected to make a change. And you coming in and saying that you, you're going to make this change is now going to make them feel uncomfortable about their choices. So people will try and sabotage if they're not on board. And that's fine. Because maybe a good way to deal with that is to, you know, just go about making your healthy choices, not making a big fuss about it. Definitely, if you are a mum and um, or a wife, it's quite difficult to change everybody's meals um, just because you're doing your TR90. So it's probably a good idea to just start learning a little bit more about making some choices that you can incorporate into the family. Um, that will allow you to maybe just take off your portion of what you're going to have, um, cook them something similar, but without the limitations that you're going to follow. Um, and that way you can start to make those healthier choices for your family. They begin to try new things. Um, maybe that's a way of looking at it, is that they can try new alternatives, new meals, um, things that you know you might not have tried before that you hear about, um, through the TR90 program, and by looking a little bit more in depth at the uh, at nutrition, you find out you know there's some different grains out there you might like to try, like bulgur wheat and quinoa and all those sorts of things. So you start to try those. Cauliflower rice is, you know what? I can swap that out. I can swap that out half and half with rice, and my family don't know. So just things like that, you can begin to change into your family without creating. Too much, uh, too much negativity, which can be a problem because it will sabotage you and it's not going to help you. And then hopefully what will happen as your family begins to notice the difference, one, they notice the difference in you because, as I said, you've probably got more energy, um, you're happier, you're planning the meals, all those sorts of things. That begins to rub off because it's the actions that people will take notice of, not all the noise. All the talking, it's the, uh, it's the action. Dorcas is waving something at me. His food story, it's, it's quite long though, Dorcas. So he got throat cancer um, and he was very limited. Sorry, so Dorcas was waving a piece of paper at me. So tell me the story. So I can tell you his name and then you can Google, you can read about him. His name is Peter Twist. Peter Twist. And um, Pete um, ran a company called Twist Sports Conditioning and worked with a lot of top hockey players in Canada. Um, but, yes, yeah, so he had to re relearn to eat and because of the radiation on his throat, like he said, it was things like raw eggs or very lightly poached eggs that he could get down into, uh, into through his throat. But his story is really, really empowering. Um, if you'd like to hear the story, but he talks a great deal about how it, he knew something was wrong, but because he was Peter Twist, um, everybody just said, you're fine, you know, you're the, the beacon of health that we all look up to. Uh, so always listen to your body is the, the, the moral to that story. Um, so that's all I wanted to cover today was that mindset piece um, and understanding that health and wellness is a dynamic process. Just because you miss your workout one day doesn't mean that you stop working out. It just means you say, okay, I had a crappy day. I'm going to pick it back up tomorrow. What shall I do tomorrow? What am I looking forward to doing tomorrow? And then you plan it and then you do it. 
um, and then you can tick a box. If that makes you feel better, have a check mark and then tick a box off. I know a lot of people like that. Um, and having said that, those of you that are members of OTG, you probably have, or Dan McCormick's the Millionaire Training Circle. That's exactly what this book is about. It's called the Consistency Chain. Um, it's, a, it's a thin book, um, and the forward is done by the people that wrote Go for No, who too, I love that book. I read that book at least once a year. Um, and this is another one of those nice thin ones, and it's all about creating consistency. Um, and I can't remember why I brought that up now. Anyway, oh, ticking boxes, yes, because that's what this is about. So you can tick boxes in your diary, or guess what? There's an app you can use. So if you wanted to use the app for the consistency chain, then you can. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to love you and leave you so we can get on to the OTG call. My daughter's is showing me a picture. Oh, you're a biker. Let me unmute her. Dorcas is showing me a picture of her on a big Harley by the looks of it in leathers. This but this picture is eighteen years ago. You are unmuted. This was before I started working on nutrients. Wow. I am huge in this picture. Someone I, I can't really see that. All I can see is you're a biker chick. Yeah, well if you look, oh, I'll have to send you the picture. It's yeah, quite phenomenal. Uh. Well, well done. Fantastic. So it's never too late to start a healthy lifestyle. Never. All right. Thank you so much, team. Have an, an amazing week, and we shall see you back tomorrow. It'll be a call tomorrow, so the usual number. Um, and I look forward to seeing you all next week. Thank you, Nikki. Bye, everybody. Have Bye. A good... My Bye. pleasure. Bye, Bye team. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.